You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hey guys, welcome back. Hey, real quick, if you haven't already done it, before you dive into this session, just take maybe 15, 20, 30 minutes, pull up your favorite worship playlist and go spend some time with the Father. Just worship and love Him because you know, the reality is when we spend that time we're preparing our hearts, then everything that we're about to talk about today will be so much better. Um, so yeah, I just wanna encourage you to do that. Uh, I'm excited about today. We've got Rachel back with us. Hello. How are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, I'm excited. I'm so excited about what we're gonna talk about today. Me too. Um, this is uh, what what we are talking about for those who care. <laughs> is we are pursuing the, hearing the voice of God. This is our, our uh, authenticate series um, and following His direction. So this is our second value here at Redux Church, and this is the second half of the second value. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason for me it is so such a big deal is hearing God's voice is only relevant on the very first time. And the first time we hear him is him saying, Hey, I'm here. I love you. Do you want to accept me? (laughs) (laughs) That that quick version of that. Um, and then after that, what, what's the value, right? Why do we want to hear God's voice? Mm. If we just hear him and we don't do this second part, Mm. follow, follow his leading. What's the point, right? Oh, so it, I've said this before. It's that is the distinct difference between He's your, he's your savior and to make him your Lord, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of doing and following Mm -hmm. and that's not easy. Right. And it takes guts to -hmm. do that. It takes bravery to do that. It takes leaning into the tension. I am a firm believer that a lot of us are so programmed not to lean into tension. We don't want to be in uncomfortable spaces. Oh, sure, spaces. we want to avoid that. We right. want to avoid that because we're taught. But there are sometimes, I always use the analogy, there's a difference between going to the gym and knowing what you're doing to build muscle. It's going to hurt. There's going to be some tension. Mm-hmm. Then going to the gym and not knowing what you're doing and pulling a muscle. Yeah. So when you lean into the tension that you know Holy Spirit's asking you to do something mm-hmm. and you have, oh, it's not necessarily fear, uh, hesitation and can I do this? Am I hearing him? It's when you lean into that tension, there's strength Mm -hmm. on the other side of that. You grow, you may not like the process, but you'll learn to love who you become Mm -hmm. on the other side. Um, Lots of times in the gym, you're like, I didn't know I could do that. Right. Well, you leaned into the tension, you leaned into the pain, Mm -hmm. you leaned into the struggle. All words were taught to avoid, avoid, avoid. No, but when you do it because you're obeying these facets of who you are and your personality, you become more and more like him and you realize that's making him Lord of your life. Yeah. So it's leading leaning into that. I feel. No, I agree. And I, I think I want to kind of address something up front for anybody who's sitting there and like, here's, here's a really common thing for you guys. Like it's very common for people to associate their doing what God tells them to do with their right standing with God. Yes. Yeah. And this, I want to get right out of the way because I think, um, there are, there are lots of folks on, uh, in our redux circle, um, who are adamant and, and, and for good reason that we do, we don't do to be justified. Right. Right. And and I agree with that. Right. But I, but it's funny because it's like, uh, when I get my wife, 
uh, uh, flower. I don't ever. I'm trying to think of you, an analogy that I do. <laughs> when, <laughs> so you give when I give my wife flowers, her permission when, for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, but when I do something for my wife, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. Uh, in order to win her approval, right. I'm doing it because I love her, right? right? And so the right. same thing happens within the Lord. And and one thing I, I had a conversation today, and something came out of me that I think is so vital. Uh, and I don't know that I ever said it had like this before, but you know how these I, things I happen. I love right? when you almost every podcast we've done, you said I just had this conversation, or I just had I, <laughs> like yeah, because we're following God, right? And I know. it kind of seems to be an echo. <laughs> it's he, good. he does that thing to us. This was my favorite, like. Again, I you know, I said it, but it came out of my spirit, yeah. right? Yes. And it was about authority and the difference between authority and responsibility, mm-hmm. right? Because we understand Jesus is Lord, mm-hmm. right? We, no, I say that, it's one of the things. Yeah. We know him as Savior. A lot of people never get to the Lord part. Right. And we are resistant as human beings to having someone Lord over us. And maybe more specific, we're resistant as Americans. Yes. We don't understand mm-hmm. kingdom stuff, right? And and the conversation I was having with uh, John and Johnny mm-hmm. uh, over at New Life, and, and so we were kind of talking into that and I, you know, what I, what I went into is this, is that we, we reject authority mm. because we don't understand that authority is tied to responsibility. Yes. And so what happens is this, I can't be in charge of somebody. I mean, or, or let me rephrase it. I can't be responsible for somebody unless I'm in charge of them. Right. Right. How can I be? Right. You right. can't be responsible for somebody if you can't keep them from right. doing something. Right. 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 For safety's sake. So, so when we release our will for God's, he frees us to allow him to be responsible, responsible. for us. Yeah. And that yields his authority. Yeah. Like a father. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like a father. And so anyway, I, I, I think that that's key. I want you to speak into that. Okay. Well, as you're talking, I'm being my, one of my favorite stories is Jesus's first miracle mm-hmm. when they're at the wedding and Jewish culture in that day, weddings are a big deal. They're a whole week of celebrating. And Mary comes to him, his mother, and says, we're out of wine. And he says, what do you want me to do about it? And she says. Fix it. Yeah. And he, and he basically says it's <laughs> Lori not has a shirt that says, fix, fix it, it, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Mom literally so. what. Mary said so. <laughs> exactly. But he says, um, it's, it's not my time. And she basically doesn't even acknowledge that and turns <laughs> right. to the disciples and says, whatsoever he the says, serv- yeah, the servants do that. it. Yeah, yeah. The servants, whatsoever he says, do it. Well, what it's so interesting about that is that is his mom, right? Who has authority over him. I know he was in his thirties, but still that was authority and respect. Mm-hmm. She basically said, Oh no, it's time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's time. She's like, all right. Well, anyway. But she got it. She knew mm-hmm. whatsoever he says, do it. Right. And then he says, go get right. the jars, fill them with water. And they're kind of going, okay, this is going to be wine. And then they start pouring and it turns into wine. Right. There's so much packed into that. Oh yeah. Whatsoever he says. And there's times he has spoke stuff to me. And I'm going, you want me to do what? You, how, how is this going to happen? And he just basically gives me that point, mm-hmm. that that instruction, that little nudge. And it's not and, and, hearing God's voice. It's not like, hey, Rachel, do this. It's more like, I really feel like I need to make this appointment today. I really feel like this needs to happen today. 
but it's scary mm-hmm. on the other side. And you, you do it because he has authority over me. He loves me. He's my father. Mm-hmm. He wants me to get to my ultimate destiny. He wants me to get to where he needs me to be. Right. So His, he has our best interests. Absolutely. Always better than better we than do. ours. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing. I want to bring up this passage and I had planned on sharing this at the end. And then when we talked a little bit ahead of time, I'm like, no, I'll share it now. <laughs> so this is uh, Hebrews chapter four. And, I, and I'm going to talk about it in light of how we normally read it. Okay. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So we typically share that passage and we talk about, um, we every pastor I know will say, hold up your Bible. Yep. Right? And hold up your Bible. The word of God is sharper, sharper than, than any two-edged sword. So I'm going to back up and say this. Let's. We're talking about hearing the voice of God, his words, okay? Yes. So we're not talking about the scripture only. We're talking about what he says to us. Mm-hmm. What he says to us is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing, mm-hmm. piercing, even to the division of soul and spirit. Mm-hmm. When he speaks to us, and so here's here's the thing. When we mm-hmm. recognize that reality, mm-hmm. this moves us to really the bigger part of this mm-hmm. talk, which is the courage to follow. Mm-hmm. Now, I think a lot of you might wonder why it takes courage. And maybe it's because the farthest we've ever gone with God is, why don't you go pray for that guy? And there's courage right. in there that. There is courage there in is that. There is courage right. in that. But, there's so much more. But let's look at the heroes of the faith. Right, we look at Moses, and we look at Abraham, <laughs> we look at Jesus, mm-hmm. we look at David. Mm-hmm. God instructed those guys to do things mm-hmm. that would risk their lives, and in some cases, did, did. Mm-hmm. bring them to the point right. of death. Right. Now, that's what courage is. Courage is not not being afraid. Mm-hmm. It is following through and doing in spite of being mm-hmm. afraid. What I love about that scripture, can you put it yep. up there again? Uh, the word of God, the spoken word of God, those unique things he speaks to you is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of the soul and spirit. Think how close your soul and spirit are. Yeah. In my, when, because of the lane I run in and how I know God has worked in my life and I think in many others, that spoken word of God that he speaks to you, it's going in and it's cutting between your soul and your spirit. It's not your spirit that needs to be adjusted. It's Mm. your soul. That's good. He's taking his spoken word to your soul like surgery. Mm -hmm. There's something that your soul needs to hear. And your soul knows because your spirit (laughs) knows they live in there together. The soul is not bad. Right. It's not bad, but we've been taught that it's, oh, it's bad. The body's Mm -hmm. bad. No, it's not. But the word of God he wants your soul whole, happy, healthy, strong, content, loving, and kind. But he, you got to go to him and get his word. He wants to speak a word to your soul. Like, like cut, he wants to cut right through there. <laughs> yeah. And his word is so precise. And he knows exactly where to start speaking. Mm-hmm. You, sometimes I think people think, oh, God's going to tell me to do something now. <laughs> a lot of times it's like, no, I want you to go back to this person in your past mm-hmm. and do something about that. And you're like, well, what does that have to do with my now? Oh, a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Because whatever he speaks, that's where he wants to start. Right. Because some people say, well, that doesn't even make sense. And I went, well, doesn't his world. 
Yeah. So just do what whatsoever he's telling you to do. Do that because he's he's cutting something out and he's readjusting something. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about that controlled trauma mm-hmm. surgical room. That's what he's doing. He's going to speak laser focused in between your soul and spirit yeah. to wash your soul. You know, as we've gone through these uh, these values, one of the things that um, has not been lost on me mm-hmm. is is that we're talking about these as values, things that we pursue, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But we've not given any direction on how to pursue them. Mm -hmm. And so I want to encourage you, if you're listening today, understand that if you connect with us online, uh, there are going to be opportunities to dive deeper into these things. Now we're going to get into the next series after authenticate here, we're going to get into the book of John and we're going to start walking through the life of Jesus, talking Mm -hmm. through that and just going through the whole process. And in that you're going to glean a ton of stuff. Yeah. But there's a lot of times where we need to focus in and get specific things. And so that's why I want to encourage you guys to connect with us because uh, that's what we do one-on-one. This is how we connect, right? Mm -hmm. We want to give you those tools, those opportunities um, to go deeper into those areas. But it's important that they understand we value it. And what we're really talking about here is why we value it, right? right? And so, you know, as we kind of recap a little bit, we we opened up this, this door with our values of being who we are Mm -hmm. uh, or knowing who we are and being who we are. Right. We know who we are because of who created us. Mm-hmm. And being who we are is a lot like following God's direction. Right. Because being who we are is really the revelation that was given to us through the word of God in the first right. place. Right. We right. know who we are because God's defined us. Right. And so it's the same thing as you, and, and that's why there's these steps. It's really simple for us. It, this first, simple first step is to know who we are. Right. Now the courage to be, be who, who we are. are. And that that presets us up mm-hmm. to being able to hear God in the more challenging areas. Right. And that courage to follow him there. And the reason it's so important is just like we said before, he's got our best interests he does. at heart. He does. And when you realize that he... you. He loves you like a father, and that's my that's my sweet spot this year is the word father. Uh, I, f- I feel like a lot of times, while it's hard for people to do what the father says, is because they don't trust him. Yeah. And so when you know you can trust him, then you can lean into that knowing that he's got you. I remember God asking me to do, like, probably one of the hardest things that was I was ever supposed to do when my life was transitioning. And one of the things I was saying is like, I'm at the end of my rope. Mm -hmm. I'm at the end of my rope. And I had said that to, to, to somebody. And the very next Sunday I was opening my Bible and I got on my, um, you version and it opened to Psalms 109 and it said, God step into a miracle here. Mm. I'm at the end of my rope. When I finally did what he asked me to do, it was like I let go of the rope. Mm. And I either thought I'm going to hit the ground and splat and he's going to raise me back up or Mm -hmm. I'm going to soar. And it was in the free fall of that feeling that I thought, I don't really care anymore. Mm -hmm. I know he loves me. I know I can trust him. I know he's my father. And I know he has the best interest. I don't know how this is going to look. In fact, I am free falling. Mm Mm-hmm. And it all works out. Yeah. Man, I'm reminded of the story of Peter walking on the water. Mm-hmm. And, and, I'll, and I'll set this up a little bit. So um, most everybody knows the story, but let, let's, let's surround the story. Okay. So um, 
the that was the evening. It's the middle of the night that this is yep. going, where he walks on water. Yep. That day uh, is when Jesus preached to the five thousand yes. and fed the five thousand yes. with the what seven loaves and two breads or two, two. fish or two, two. <laughs> seven loaves and two, <laughs> two bread, fishes. <laughs> two fishes, and and so, but he had also Jesus had just gotten word that John the Baptist had been beheaded, mm-hmm. his cousin whom he had great, great. love for, yes. right. And so John the Baptist was and beheaded. Served on a platter. Served on a platter. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. talk about that girl. I know, right? <laughs> Golly. Uh, narcissist much? Oh yeah. <laughs> Mom and daughter working together. I'll tell you what. So so what was Jesus's what he was trying to do was to get away from the crowds yes. and mourn. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the top of this mountain and the crowds follow him and he looks at them. It says in the passage, it says he looks at them as if they were sheep without a shepherd, yeah. which is a great foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, and he has compassion on them yes. and he speaks to them. Then the disciples are like, hey, like all the short stores are closed. This is Jeremy, right. new Jeremy version. <laughs> all the stores are closed. There's nothing to eat, man. What are we going to do? Like these mm-hmm. people are here. And he's like, I mean, well, take it. Give me what you got. Right. <laughs> he's like, all right, there's seven loaves. So all of that just happened. Is it five loaves? I don't know what it is. A little bit. It's, it was it's a little bit. Not it enough, enough to feed 5,000 people. <laughs> I could have said 300 loaves and 50 fish. It's still a miracle. I know. I know. Sometimes my, it's a little rusty. Like, I know, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I hadn't read it yet recently. I haven't I mean, either. I've read it. It's just, <laughs> so it, we're recently. saying it as it's coming. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't plan it. I know. If I did, I'd have pulled up the scripture. All right. That's the whole so, point of this. <laughs> so anyway, so he. So this is the, the, the moment, right? So then the crowd, fat and happy, they're, they're going to mm-hmm. sleep. It's nighttime. Jesus then goes back up to the mountain to pray and to mourn. Yeah. And so he says to the disciples, hey, head out on the boat. I'll, I'll meet you, meet goes you over on there. the other side. Yeah. So they're out on the boat. And then all of a sudden, here comes Jesus mm-hmm. walking on the water. Mm-hmm. And he says to Peter, he says, I want you to. Peter's like, if it's you, Lord, stupidest thing ever said. Go- right. They think it's a ghost. <laughs> Dumbest thing ever said in scripture. <laughs> if it's you, Lord, bid, me, bid come. me come. Let me tell you why I think it's stupid. If. If per se, it, or, or perchance, it was a ghost or some I'm sort of demon there. that wanted to do harm, <laughs> he'd have been like, yeah, come on out. <laughs> I mean, what does Peter deductively is this a thought? Spirit exactly. Is this- <laughs> I mean, Peter, it's like, what can, have you thought through what could be? Because you're just saying that. So, anyway, I thought it He had a little pride. Uh, yeah. And, well, did. and boy, do I relate to him too, as far as like. <laughs> Just opening my big mouth and saying stuff. So so anyway, he yes, says, if he it's does. you, Lord, bid, bid me, me come. come. So Peter starts walking out there on the water because he says, come. Yep. <laughs> so he starts walking on the water. He's he's looking at Jesus. It's only until he starts looking at his circumstances that he changes, right? right? So he starts to sink. And we've heard this story. If yep. you've ever been in church, you know the story. So what I think is so, so powerful in this is his eyes are set on Jesus, right? Yes. Okay, in the same way, what God is wanting us to do, and, and in your situation, it, it stays true too. As you keep your eyes fixed on Fix him, what on happens him. is your eyes are not on your circumstance. Right. And oh, so when you yes. think about it from the standpoint yep. of yep. of navigating pitfalls, mm. but here's the difference. Mm. If you ever watch Squid Game on Netflix. I've heard of it. <laughs> Good. Mm. You, you don't need to watch it. Anyway, there, it's a dangerous game show. Okay. <laughs> so It's not real though. I, mean, I don't think so. Okay. Hope not. Um, but the thing is, like, if they're trying to navigate a gauntlet, mm-hmm. but doing it blind, 
Yeah. See, the thing is, we think we can look at our circumstances and navigate them just fine, mm-hmm. but we only see what we see. Yes. God sees it all. Yes. And so when our eyes are fixed on him mm-hmm. and he's saying, all right, step, turn left, right. go right. If right. we don't trust him, we are going to walk into right. all sorts of calamity. Right. But if we keep our mind and our heart set on him, he's helping us to avoid things and and go through things we need, need to, to go, go through. through. Right, because going through the things that we, he needs us to go through that we wouldn't take ourselves on our own because right. we'd have, we would avoid we the pain, avoid the it. suffering and the tension. <laughs> right. He's, he's trying to get something out of you that it's like, I. I, I would, uh, there's these, these inv- invisible stories I would love to know when I get to heaven. When Peter, he, Peter says, save me. And Jesus does. I want to know when you got in the boat, Peter, <laughs> what happened? What did you see? What did you think? What was that feeling like? Did you feel your faith shift? You know, I want those conversations because we've all done it. We've all gone to that point to where, okay, we stepped out in faith. We did it. And we look back and go, Hindsight's always twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh, I saw him doing this, or I saw, I felt like he was going to do that, or it's almost like when you get to the other side, you're like, "At a boy," you know. I always imagine what Thomas and Judas were talking about while this was going on. <laughs> Judas leans over, doubting. To, yeah, he, he, Judas leans over to Thomas and he's like, "Bet you twenty bucks he doesn't make it," because he's the money guy. Yeah. And Thomas was like, like "No, nah, I doubt he's going to make, make it at all." <laughs> he's like, "No, he's going to drown. Not going to happen." And if he drowns, God raised Jesus raised him from the dead. Yeah. And John's like, man, I just love you guys. But uh, yeah, <laughs> everybody, let's just, let's I just, just love, love everybody. It's a love fest, trust circle. John's doing a trust circle. Right. No, but it, it's, it is fixing your eyes on Jesus. It's getting to the point, because I, I feel like I have met so many people whose lives are being deconstructed. Right. We're in our 40s. We're in our 50s. Call it midlife crisis. Call it whatever. But I, if you... If you really pay attention, God is deconstructing your life. Things are coming up, the soul, the soul and the spirit, God's piercing that. Things are coming up because you need to get out, you need to get that out. Well, I've had that in there for so long. Just keep your eyes on the Father. Mm-hmm. Just keep your eyes on the Father. Keep your gaze focused on him. Well, how do you do that? Well, you're not going to do it perfect. Neither did Peter. Right. Your, your circumstances are going to crash up against you and they're going to hit you and they're going to get wet and you're going to stumble. But just know that you know that you know. I would get so frustrated when people say, oh, it's going to be okay. It's mm. going to be okay. And I would be like, how do you know? You don't know. <laughs> right. You don't know all of my circumstances. Yeah. It's going to be fine. And do you know it was? Right, you're here. I'm right? still here. I'm still breathing. I'm still paying my bills. I'm still, I haven't quit doing anything. Yeah. There were times where I'd go, I don't know how else is working, my, <laughs> but it's working. My my son's uh, girlfriend is an ER nurse, and I, I think this is what she says. Mm-hmm. I might just be mixing all this together, but in my mind, I imagine this. Mm-hmm. But when someone comes in and they're griping and yelling or whatever's yeah. going on, she's just like, but did you die? I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, no, but did you know, I, I would... I, I, I got through that storm mm-hmm. and then I had to deal with, okay, now I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the other storm to come. And I remember God saying, and right. Okay. But then the next storm would come and it was like, okay, that wasn't as bad. It had its own set of challenges with it, mm-hmm. but he, God is the God that never changes, but always does. Mm. He's all, he never changes in the sense that you will be okay. Mm-hmm. But he changes in the sense of how you get through the process because there's more of you that needs to come forward. Right. There's more of you. Yeah, it's the, 
it's the it's your growth right it is it's it's you know it's like the dispensation of man when we look at scripture there's I recognize four dispensations in all of scripture. There's before Adam fell, Mm -hmm. there's the time of law after Adam fell, there's the time of grace with, with Jesus. And then there's the part, the, the reigning with Christ for all eternity. Right. Right. And there's some other breakdowns, but it's never about God's position. It's always about man's position position with God. God, And so how, where we land, what our perspective is, Mm -hmm. what is the circumstance? Um, you know, I want to read this too. This is so, this is simple, a powerful passage in Luke eleven twenty eight. But he said, more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and, and keep, keep it. it. It is so simple. Mm-hmm. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and, and keep, keep it. it. Mm-hmm. You can't, you, what does it say if it's blessed are those who hear the word of God? Okay. Then every time I hear the, I'm blessed. Right. Mm-hmm. But the keeping it part is so <laughs> vital. Hearing the voice of God is just the first part. Yeah. It is a, but it, it's like making a recipe mm-hmm. and, and like, man, I love lasagna. You ever have lasagna made with ricotta cheese? Mm-hmm. It is so wonderful. It is Rather so good. Cottage, cottage cheese. cheese. Right. Cottage cheese is like South side, what we did growing up because you know, that's what we did. <laughs> the cellulite of all cheeses. Yeah, but but ricotta, man, <laughs> that's, that's Italian, it. baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so here's the deal: you make this wonderful lasagna, and you you don't put it in the oven. Do you have anything? Nope. Right? I mean, there's stuff there, and actually, if you ate it, it would probably provide a level of sustenance, right? Because I'm pretty sure everything's more or less fully cooked, but unless the noodles, unless are right, <laughs> right, or or maybe the meat needs to cook more. Yeah. I don't know, but but my point is, is that you've got to finish, yes, right, and that's complete. what's happening with mm-hmm. that. You, we're blessed when we hear it and keep it, yes, and that's that's just a challenge for people. But I want you to kind of speak to this. Um, what what have you seen, not just in your own life, but with others? What is that? that roadblock what what do you think is the biggest thing that causes a person who has gone down the road i'm following god i'm Mm -hmm. doing some things but this has taken me too far what what is the thing that you feel like is i just man i just can't do that they can't do that yeah what and and you can speak even in general terms i have my own thoughts well i mean so your question is you know they've been following god and they just hit this roadblock yeah well i'll i'll use my what my personal example what i just told you when i got here today so I am very aware of my body and how it heals and how it functions and how it processes. And I have followed God in that process. Mm-hmm. Get fit, do emotional healing, my body dropped weight, got it. Well, I hit this certain point last year between August and this year that my body began to like lock down. Mm. And I was like, okay, very attuned. This is not right. This is not my body. And I, you know, I, I did, I did go to a chiropractor and I, you know, just, and I'm, I, but I'm listening and I'm listening and I'm listening. And he led me to some things, some studies and some researches that I thought, okay, I'm getting some wisdom on what this is. But then the, today, this morning mm-hmm. in my time, God said, I want you to, I want you to call this person. I want you to, I want you to make an appointment with this person. And I was like, and my first thought was. Uh, well, the fear is what if, what if it's something else? Mm-hmm. What if it's not that? What if there's something bigger going on in my body? But I know my relationship with God big enough to know, no, he's teaching me something. 
there's something bigger he wants me to know. He, I'm not being punished. I'm not being, you know, he's not hurting me. Uh, it's not the enemy. It wasn't the enemy. I didn't need to cast anything out. It was, okay, I'm, the whole time my body's locking down, I'm, I'm going, God, what is this? What is it? I'm, I'm asking. I'm searching. I'm, 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 I'm going where I feel like he's leading me. And then he said, call this person. Mm. And so I did. I called the person, got some wisdom, and we have a plan going. But I think a lot of it, a lot of it is as as people, as humans, we have to know everything. Mm. And he doesn't tell us everything. Certainty. He tells us mm. parts of it. We hear in part and we see in part. Mm-hmm. And the rest of it is we have to have faith for fruitfulness. Like yeah. I have faith that when I listen to God, the fruit of what I'm believing for is coming through. I could sit and pray from, it was really an issue in, in my body. I can sit and lay hands on that and pray for it all day long. Okay. Yeah. But he's telling me something. Mm-hmm. So I started taking a certain vitamin and I'd made the call and I'm like, okay, God, you, you are, you're leading me. So I don't know if I answered your question, but it, it I is, think it's relevant. Certain, sure. It's, I think we want too much of the, we want all the instructions and that's yeah. not what he's doing. Yeah. I think, um, I would sum it up saying that, that certainty, mm-hmm. uh, oh, is, mm-hmm. is the roadblock. If I don't have some certainty of outcome. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, yeah. and so, and I didn't ask the question very good. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> well, but. I mean, I can see what you're in my personal life. As far as my life transitioning, I had no certainty with any decision I was making. Right. I had no certainty with stepping away from the church. What was I going to do for income? Yeah. I had 100% of my income came from the church I pastored with him. Mm -hmm. I had no certainty, but I had God. Yeah. I had God in there. When I literally say there were months, I was like, I don't know how this is happening. Mm -hmm. I knew it didn't matter. I obeyed him. So, yeah, I I, think I would agree with you. I think that... um this is a this is a Jeremy uh, philosophy mm-hmm. maybe so you know take it for for what it's worth but um, if I were to guess on the reason why God doesn't always give us the full picture one there, there's a couple of reasons one he wants us dependent on him right mm-hmm. I mean that's a that's mm-hmm. a, a good thing mm-hmm. but but even that let's talk about maybe why he wants us dependent on him you see if God says Jeremy I have a work for you to do and it's in Dallas Texas and I say okay Lord. And that's the last time he and I talk. I'm missing some information. I'm missing the timing, for mm-hmm. one. When do you want me to go do mm-hmm. this? But there's other very relevant parts. You see, I live in Oklahoma City. So as soon as I know he has work for me to Dallas, I may not get up and go immediately. I probably pack my bags, make mm-hmm. some plans, take some time off, let people know who are going to come mm-hmm. record or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go to Dallas. The problem is, is that he wants me to go, for me to drive from Oklahoma City to Dallas, I'm going to take I-35 for three hours, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go straight down. Mm-hmm. But he wants me to go by way of Alaska, which is nowhere near <laughs> Dallas, okay, because it's a journey. Uh-huh. And if you look at look at the life of Jesus, mm-hmm. almost every story that we know took place on his way somewhere. Yes, you're correct. Not when he was there. Mm-hmm. Now, some of them were there, but the majority of them were on his way. It starts off with, they were traveling on their way to blank right. and they came across this. You right. know, there was a man or there was right. a woman. And so, so much is is through the process. 
Now, for me, Jesus is, is teaching me. The Holy Spirit is teaching me as I move through yeah. these processes. Mm-hmm. I'm going yes. through and having these experiences mm-hmm. and these mm-hmm. moments. And so I think when if God were to give us that plan, we would bypass so much that we need for growth. Yeah, and it's in the it's in the yeah, the cliche, the joys in the journey. Well, a lot of times the the learning is in the journey. Right. Um, I have to fall. I have to fail. Um, I have to get a flat tire. I have to have delays. I have to um, encounter all those things in the journey because he's teach he, everything. He's teaching. He's showing. He's growing. He's changing. He's renewing you. Mm-hmm. Every every word of from God has a purpose. I even believe even the way he says it and how he says it has a purpose and the timing in which he says it. He may some, tell you, yeah, go to Dallas by way of Alaska, but he's going to tell you something when you get to Seattle. That's exactly right. Yeah. On my way to Alaska, yeah. I'm not even, yeah, exactly. You're going you're gonna to meet people that he may need you to meet, mm-hmm. make connections that he may need you to connect with because it's all part of where it's not a roadblock it's Mm -hmm. not a detour it's not a mistake it's not a bad decision it's not a bad choice it's in how he wants you to go you said at one time we were talking about um um he can't mismanage your life Mm -hmm. he's always taking you down the path he needs you to go through the directions he wants you to get there yeah um i think years ago in the 80s and 90s write the vision make it plain we we wrote the vision and we got it really plain and expected God to bless the vision. <laughs> and I, I got to the point to where I remember thinking, I don't know what my life looks like past right. February. Right. I have no vision past. It was actually a February of this year. I have no vision mm-hmm. past because I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. I don't. Yeah. All I know is that I'm in this little A-frame for yeah. a year. Well, and we've taught people with that mentality that if you don't have that working out for you, you don't have it together. Oh, you don't have right? it together. Yeah. My favorite answer to a question that someone asked me about Redux Church is I don't know. Because... Mm-hmm because there's some things that haven't unfolded, right. right? And I can say, I don't know. Here's what we're doing in the meantime. Here's our plan in the meantime, but but I don't know. Right. And and I think that that man, it's just it's so crucial. I think for for I'll say for me and I'll say for many that I've encountered, God stopped giving the in picture. Yeah. He stopped giving the in picture we because kept, we we well, left him at the vision well, and did it, what we wanted to isn't do. Isn't it the Tower of Babel? Right. Right. He looked down and saw they'll accomplish anything, anything, anything. And so he stopped, at least for me and mm-hmm. a handful of people I've seen and encounter, they don't have the end goal. All they have is right now, mm-hmm. I'm going through a whole bunch of beep and I need him Yeah, right now. And I need to hear exactly what he wants me to do in this situation, in this right. matter. And it goes back to dependency. Mm-hmm. He wants us dependent on him because that's the only way his perfect will actually gets done. Right. Right. And my brother said, when we were talking about write the vision, make it plain, mm-hmm. my brother said to me, yeah, Rachel, there was a time you wrote the vision and asked God to make it plain. Mm-hmm. Now God is writing the vision right. and he will make it plain. Yeah. It was you and then God. Mm-hmm. Now it's God and you. And I think ultimately that is where he wants us. God, you're, we're not out here in front of God and he's cleaning up our mess. Mm-hmm. We've made a big old mess and now we've got to get behind him and follow the way maker because mm-hmm. he knows the way we're not that smart. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. If you would have said, I, if you would have told me 18 years ago that I'd been here, mm-hmm. 
I'd have thought you'd have gotten a (laughs) word from the devil. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, my, I, I never took my gaze off of my father. Yeah. I think too, a lot of people, we, wherever we see ourselves having been effective, we think that's our destination, mm-hmm. right? So, so it's like, oh, I'm doing great here in Alaska. This mm-hmm. must be where God wants me. Right. Uh, well, no. no. It, because, again, it's body of work. I talk about this a lot when we talk about basketball and uh, the time that I spent working in the NBA. You know, I got to – I wasn't a sports guy, but I'm with the team for 13 seasons, mm-hmm. you kind of figure things out. Right. And the thing that I realized is if you took any snapshot of any given player, they're either awesome or awful. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause any given one, I mean the best player still misses a shot Yeah, and uh, still totally gaffs, like right. does things that totally rookies do right. few and far between, right. but that's the point. Right. The snapshot doesn't mean anything. So you learn the body of work. Right. And so you see what they do over time. Now there's always an impression Right. Right. You always go away with the impression of that guy's really good. Right. Because you remembered this or that. Right. By the same token, the worst team in the league on a highlight reel looks awesome. Right. You know, there were times that, you know, talking about what'd you say? How do you make that comparison? A snapshot or a body of work? Body of work. Yeah. There was, there was the, I think a lot of people, they see, they see this. They see you and me and this and what we're talking about. No, they've arrived and God likes them. He answered their prayers or whatever. <laughs> well, it's the same sentences yeah. that you get when you're a pastor, you know, right. why, you know, but what they don't see is the little things he asked me to do right. on, you know, May 17th at three thirty in the morning. Yeah. And those are probably the bigger impactful things. Yeah. When it was, <laughs> go ahead and get up. Mm-hmm. Go take a look. See what needs you're attending to. And then go back to bed. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't see me, you know, get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and just get in my car and drive to the gym. Focused, tired, drained, emotionally depleted, physically exhausted. But no, he told me, this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm supposed to do. Um, they don't see all the, and, and then did it consistently. Um, they didn't see me build the playlist of the songs that took me through my brokenness and to heal my heart. They didn't see me sometimes sit in journal just hateful, hateful <laughs> things to God. I don't like you right now. I don't like what you're doing. You said this, you said that. They didn't see that. But it's, but all those are things I know he has put a desire in me to do because that's how he gets his voice to me. Mm-hmm. Is in all those little things I knew, yeah, okay, he wants me to journal. But I'm journaling about how mad I am at you right now. <laughs> right. You know? Right. But they all matter. Mm-hmm. Every little breath he speaks matters. Every little vowel sound he says matters to you mm-hmm. every little pronunciation that he says matters to you there's intent there's there's creativity in it he does not speak by accident mm. he speaks on purpose for a purpose and there were times that i didn't do what he asked me to do and i knew i was in disobedience mm-hmm. i didn't care at the moment <laughs> i just didn't want to do it yeah i didn't want to do it i was too afraid but he didn't quit. Right. He didn't quit asking me. Yeah, he still loved you. He did. You know how father? Changed. Yeah, father will go. Hey, Jeremy, I need you to pick up your room. No, <laughs> right. I could hear God going one. <laughs> yeah. Two. Yeah. 
you know, because he's so patient Mm -hmm. and he's so kind and he never leaves me or forsakes me. That's my life scripture. Mm. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And he Mm. never leaves me or forsakes me. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Let's pray. I want to pray into this. Father, we are so grateful for who you are, what you've done in our lives and what you're doing in those lives of those who are um, just all over the planet, honestly. (laughs) And I just pray that as we've talked through this today and, and, uh, brought light to this that you would uh just bring encouragement and courage just that really what that word means to encourage to to add courage to be able to follow your direction because it's really the absolute best and most perfect path for our lives we thank you for all those who have joined us today and uh we are just truly grateful and uh Praise you, Lord. Thank Jesus' you, name. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us. And a couple things, as I always say, if this blessed you, it's bound to bless somebody else. Make sure and share this content with somebody. That'd be awesome. Great way to support what we're doing. You can also join the community. That's how we can bless you uh, even more intently. And so, we want to get to know oh you. Oh, my gosh. For real. Yeah. Like, for real. So, uh, you know, go go on uh, redux.church. Join our band. Uh, join us uh, for anything you see there. Just connect there. Uh, also, if you feel led, you can contribute financially. We are a not-for-profit uh, church, and uh, yeah, that's how we do things. That's how we do. <laughs> that's how we pay for putting all this stuff together. Anyway, uh, but yeah, we're, we're grateful you joined us, and uh, look forward to wrapping up the next uh, next conversation. Is gonna, we're going to be talking about rest and how important that is. All of this that we've talked about sounds intense, and ah, but we're going to learn how to rest, rest in all that. Rest. And let him. And let him no, you. You, uh, yeah. you rest and let him do the rest. <laughs> that's right. That's right. See, she says it. She she's coined it. I quoted you in another thing one time. Oh, with that. So it was probably good there. I too. said it when I quoted you. I said it right. But anyway, anyway, again, thank you guys. God bless yeah. you, and we'll see you next time. See you.